So Fox News Digital out with an interview with the uh, subway hero, Daniel Penny. Uh, He is the former Marine who restrained the uh, out-of-control Jordan Neely on the subway uh, over a month ago. Uh, Jordan Neely was uh, terrifying people on the train with his uh, shouting, screaming, erratic behavior. And Daniel Penny restrained him. Jordan Neely, how long did it take to get an autopsy out of the city of New York? My guess is they're hiding the results of the autopsy or slow walking it because Jordan Neely will, I think, be shown to be uh, under the influence of some kind of uh, illegal substance. We'll see. I might be wrong. He might have just been crazy. Failed by a compassionate city that says that it really wants to help the mentally ill. city of New York did not. Jordan Neely was in a position that the city should not have allowed him to be in. He threatened people on the train, and Daniel Penny intervened. And now Daniel Penny, of course, is charged with a crime that could put him in prison for 5 to 15 years. He tells Fox News Digital that his career in the military and his experience as someone who grew up close to Manhattan during the time of 9-11 told him that good people must step forward when there is a threat. He said, it's a lesson I carry with me to this day. And he also said of Jordan Neely on the train, if he had carried out his threats, he would have killed somebody. And so he intervened, and so, of course, the city of New York, because he is white and Neely is black, uh, finds him a convenient target, and so they are going after him. So you can find that story at foxnews.com. Now, I concluded the previous segment by talking about the continual pressure that the LGBTQ community exerts on normal, average, everyday Americans. They have used people's desire not to be labeled to make unfathomable gains in how they are really dominating our culture these days. I played the William Lajeunesse quote for you earlier in the show, which adequately demonstrates the lunacy of the LGBTQ movement because they would tell you that uh, it's uh, it's all about Pride Month, you know. I mean, just just give us our just give us our Pride Month. I mean, that's all we want. We don't want anything more. Just let, let us have our fun. Let us strut around. And by the way, Psalm twelve, verse eight: The wicked freely strut about when what is vile is honored among men. Here's William Lajeunesse. You mean this won't end with Pride Month? So in neighboring Los Angeles, the school board approved a resolution making June Pride Month. October is LGBTQ plus History Month. The 11th of October is National Coming Out Day. November 20th is Transgender Day of Remembrance. March 31st is Transgender Day of Visibility. And April 12th is a day of silence honoring the LGBTQ community. Mm, Now that you have all those uh, special dates in your phone, we have Dwayne in Columbus who would like to weigh in. Hello, Dwayne. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello. How are you doing? Good. 
I was just uh, wondering so how far they're going to let this go because, like, if you have a man that identifying as a woman but commits a crime and goes to prison, so is he going to go to the women's prison and just be a man running around there biologically? Yes, of course. Or, That's already happening. Know. That's already happening, Dwayne, across our country. That is already happening. That happens routinely in California. And then, really? and then he rapes women in prison, and they end up pregnant. Yeah, that's happened right. repeatedly. And then the government ends up, well, taxpayers end up raising the kids. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. that's very, very, very normal. Uh, if, if any of this can be considered normal, the abnormality is considered normal, because that's like not even a headline-making event anymore. I envy you that you don't have to traffic in these headlines. And I genuinely mean that. I envy you that you don't have to traffic in these headlines to the degree that you knew that. And not knowing it, that was a great question to ask. It really was. But that is the absurdity to which we have advanced in this area. So when I find somebody who steps up and speaks truth, I like to put them in front of you so that their courage hopefully will elicit the same from you. Now, there's a gentleman by the name of Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese Gibson is black, and I mention that because his words, I think, take on greater weight in that he knows the alliance between the LGBTQ movement and the Black Lives Matter movement. Remember the Black Lives Matter movement before they scrubbed their website? They want to get rid of the Western-prescribed nuclear family They talked about glorifying queer this and queer that and the transgender movement. They're all about, they're Marxists. They're all about destroying the family. So Tyrese Gibson, I am told, is uh, a staple in the Fast and Furious movies. He was on a podcast the other day on Big Boy TV. He was there ostensibly to to promote his music and Fast and Furious, whatever iteration we are on now. 37, Fast and Furious, Uh, 36, 35, I don't know. But anyway, this is what Tyrese Gibson was most passionate about and what he said on Big Boy TV. As much as I'm supposed to be promoting this movie and talking about my album, I just feel like we're in competition right now because they are trying to normalize the devil. They are trying to populate. The devil is is on the main stage at award shows and in every video and signs and symbols. And I said, you know what? We need to stop treating our relationship with Jesus like the little buddy that you talk to before you go to bed at night and not be more vocal about all the things that God means to us and all of the things that God has brought us through. Because there's been a lot of moments that you didn't post about, Mm -hmm. but yet you know, how did God decide to get me through this? Yeah, man. And... Yeah, they going above and beyond to p- promote the devil. That takes courage to say that. It's true. It is defendable on truth grounds. But he's not surrounded by a lot of people who would affirm him in that. Now, likewise, I came across a clip. A clip. I can't I talk today. Probably because I got up at 3.30. A clip from an episode of Dr. Phil. Now, Dr. Phil had on the show a gentleman by the name of Ray Shelton. Ray Shelton was a teacher, a fifth-grade teacher, who lost his job 
because he said essentially what Tyrese Gibson was saying, only he said it in the vein of the transgender community, which is, if you're a man, you're a man. You can't be anything other than a man. You can't be anything other than a woman. Starts with the transgender person talking, and Ray Shelton eloquently, compassionately, boldly stating truth. Transgender boys who might not have their own money to go buy tampons, if they're provided free in the bathroom, it's it's a huge plus. Men do not menstruate. Only women menstruate. Now, you can call yourself whatever you don't want. don't menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same they as don't. non-binary people. <clears throat> Only women. Menstruating is not exclusive yes, to it cis is. women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain <laughs> you're, to me as to why my body menstruated are, at some point. If your chromosomes are XX and you're young, you menstruate. <clears throat> if you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? We're not excluding men. a whole group of they're, people They're women dressed as men. You are not a man. You can pretend to be a man, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Live your life. And tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the the the, the science of this as an the example? Science. When when we've learned sex and gender identity are two very they're completely different things. They're not completely. They different are things. completely different. Completely different words. And sex is what you're born with, the sexual reproductive organs you have. Gender is what you identify with. They're completely different Well, I don't accept things. that distinction. You have to argue for it. You're just giving a conclusion. You're, you're just making it up. People, the people who hate the truth, people who hate the truth are because they see, they see the truth as hateful. If, if you want to identify in any way you can, you're free to do so. Amen to that, Ray Shelton. Amen. So as we wrap up today, I will share uh, a bit of um, content on how I started my day. But first, there was one thing I wanted you not to miss. Uh, look, I know today I didn't get into the thing that Trump has been named, threatened with an indictment. Okay, more of the same. Hugh Hewitt was like all, as I mentioned with Matt Mayer, Hugh was all like aghast <laughs> that the Justice Department would weaponize and, and Joe Biden would weaponize the power he has at his disposal against Donald Trump. I mean, hello, have you been paying attention? Like, this is what they do. Yeah, it's wrong. I totally agree with you. It's wrong. I'm appalled that it's wrong and that they do it like you are. But, I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying it's not news. I'm just saying I'd rather inform you of something you don't know about than beat the dead horse on something you do. I also didn't get into the latest other than our reference to it during our conversation, Matt and I, about James Comer and Biden and the bribery thing. It goes to Ukraine. You know the math on that, right? Biden went to Ukraine on the last day of his vice presidency. Hmm. Is that common to make a foreign trip on the last day of your vice presidency? I don't think so. He had loose ends to tie up over there. And then, oh, look, Donald Trump got impeached over a phone call to Ukraine asking Ukraine to do what? Investigate Joe Biden. Hmm. But here is something that you don't know about. Joe Biden has nominated a host of really, really, really radical judges. And yesterday, one of them sat in front of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee. And Josh Hawley of Missouri, a very good senator, was questioning Judge Ali Khan, Lauren Ali Khan, about a case where she advocated for closing churches in the District of Columbia during COVID. And she lost the case. And Hawley is asking her, because, uh, you know, freedom of assembly kind of a thing, 
Constitution. Remember that, Judge? All Hawley is trying to get her to do is to admit why she lost the case. You have experienced this if you've ever tried to have a conversation with a leftist and get them to admit they are wrong on anything. Notice the two things that are self-evident to you that she absolutely positively cannot bring herself to say. What I was doing in the Capitol Hill Baptist Church was defending the mayor, my client, against a constitutional challenge to one aspect of the COVID-19 restrictions. We understood that strict scrutiny applies. How did that case go for you? We lost that case. Why? It was found that the restrictions did not meet the standard of strict scrutiny. Meaning they were unconstitutional. Uh, meaning that they did not survive strict scrutiny. And it's a matter of public record that the District of Columbia did not appeal that decision. Why? Why, why were they struck down? Excuse me, Senator? Why were the, were the restrictions that you defended struck down as discriminatory? Why were they? Because they did not satisfy... Why didn't they? The court concluded that there were restrictions that were not neutral of general applicability. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's legalese. Why didn't they? Why didn't they on the facts? You know the facts. You were a good lawyer. Why'd you lose? We lost because applying the strict scrutiny test, the court concluded that the restrictions were not narrowly tailored to serve a compelling governmental interest. Because? (laughs) Senator. Oh, come on, Judge. Don't make me do this. Do you want me to go through it for you? You lost because... Mayor Bowser was going to mass protests herself personally with thousands of people celebrating him. By the way, which is fine. We have a we have First Amendment in the United States. I want to be clear. That is totally fine. You want to protest? Go for it. I think that's totally fine. That wasn't the problem here. At the same time she was doing that, she was prohibiting churches, religious people, from gathering socially distanced outside wearing masks. And the district court said, you can't do that. That's discrimination. You can't separate people out based on their ideological beliefs or their positions. You can't do that, right? Isn't that what, isn't that what the district court said? The district court said that do you the agree with it? Did not, could not survive strict scrutiny. For those reasons, right? That's, Why are you fighting me on this? I can't figure this out. I am not fighting you, Senator. I, so, yes, you agree. That's what the district court said. That was what the district court concluded. Do you think he, they got it right? The district court get it right? The district court, we did not appeal that decision. I think that district court decision is consistent with rulings that we got from the Supreme Court clarifying the application of the religious test to COVID-19 restrictions. I saw this years ago when I was a kid on an episode of Happy Days. I know I'm dating myself. Fonzie could not bring himself to say I was wrong. I was I was She cannot say We lost. Nor can she say, because what we were contending was, I'll sound it out for you, unconstitutional. Big word, a lot of syllables. She can't say it. They won't say it, because when they are smacked down on the Constitution, and they were smacked down, it was okay to go out, stand shoulder to shoulder, no mask, scream and yell for justice for George Floyd, but it was not okay to meet outdoors with masks on, socially distanced, to worship God. They cannot, two years later, admit they were wrong, they lost, and it's unconstitutional. They can't do it. Joe Biden's had the chance to do it in the last day when the House 
and the Senate, the Senate with a Democratic majority, has sent him a law overturning his unconstitutional student loan forgiveness gambit. He vetoed it. He's waiting for the Supreme Court to smack him down, and they will smack him down because when they lose, they don't lose because they just complain about what? Well, the court's illegitimate. It's not legitimate. The court's not legitimate because they don't agree with us. This is the perspective of a godless fool. But I repeat myself because the Bible says he is a fool who says there is no God. Joe Biden says that his advantage of being an old president is that he's been around so long, I've got a lot of wisdom. No, you don't. You have no wisdom. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. Wisdom is applying knowledge with discernment. You can be very smart and not wise at all. Which brings me to what I was doing this morning after I took my family to the airport. It's the 8th of June. I was reading Proverbs 8. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible because it talks extensively about wisdom, about the availability of wisdom, about verse 1. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice on the heights along the way where the paths meet? She takes her stand beside the gates leading into the city at the entrances. She cries aloud, to you, O man, I call out, I raise my voice to all mankind. You think about cities back in Bible times, they were surrounded by walls. There was one way in, one way out. Solomon is writing here that wisdom was easily accessible, calling out from the highest point of the city. But you got to listen for it. You got to want to apply it. By the way, Proverbs 8, verse 13. Well, let me start in verse 12. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. If there's ever a verse for June, it is Proverbs 8.13. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech.